do it. Oh yes, I must asks. ask, on or off the record, sure. Nick wants to know what your thoughts are on your motorcycle. Uh, oh, does he want it out of the garage? Is that what that means? Well, he's very passive aggressive, but he's like, is this bike, what's Bob's deal with the bike? Is it staying here for another year? <laughs> like, Okay, so he asks. wants it out, got it. Well, well um, I think he just wants to know what your plan is. Are you going to drive it this year? Uh, I'm going to get it out of your garage. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Um, because I don't want to have to leave it back home to sell it. I think, I think my dad would here. prefer that I sell it here. Well, cause I can't park it at my place. Well, why don't you just come take photos of it and put it up online and, and you can keep it here until you sell it. I could, but yeah. Then I have to meet people at your place to, if anybody wanted to test drive it or anything Why, why like can't that. we do that? I'm here uh, all the time anyways. I guess technically you can if you trust people. Um, and then I, I have to, everybody. but I still have to, <laughs> I've got the battery here. I still have to take the battery to, you know, Canadian Tire or something and get the right hardware to install it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I have to do that I think part first. He just wanted me to ask about that kind of stuff, like get the ball rolling so that you can perhaps sell it in peak season right now when people are bored. And, and I feel That's like true. it's probably a good time to sell a motorcycle because people have time to like go out and enjoy the open air. Well, why don't I... Had you, are you doing stuff after work tomorrow? Yes, we're celebrating Nick's birthday with his parents. Mm. Um, but Thursday and Friday. Okay. Or well, one of those days I can just drive over or and bring the camera and take some photos of it. It doesn't need to be tomorrow. Like, what about on the weekend? Sure, but like the sooner the better, right? No, no, no. Like, no sense of urgency. I think that he just wanted to know if it was going to be like another year. It's not like it needs to go oh, no, in absolutely the next not. two weeks. No, worst case scenario, I would... Um, pick it up and, and just drive it back home and leave it there for another winter until I had time to sell it. Honestly, it can stay here for at least another month. I'm being completely honest with that. I think he just wants to know if it's going to stay here forever or if you wanted to do something with it. But I think it is a good like fire under your butt because selling it and getting um, some money and having it off of your brain would probably be nice. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's a good like season. It's kind of like golf for bad boys. As in terms of it fits in, or checks the box for being a socially distant and safe exercise during current times. Yes. But for non-golfers. Why? Golfers don't like motorcycles? I don't know. I'm just putting people in buckets here. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's a safe thing do, to do these days. Do you like, shut up, do you like golf? I like it as a social thing. I, I hate it for everything else. So can I ask that again? Do you like golf? Why are you asking me again? Because you, you basically said no, but you're just sugarcoating it. Okay, sure. No, that's that's not fair because, okay, do I like golf as a sport? No, but I have a very strict definition of sports and <laughs> it's just a social thing for me. I think if you try and take golf seriously, it ends up being way too consuming for your brain and so, it's more stressful. People say, it's oh, it's nice to get out and just you know hit the links and relax and I don't know if anybody truly does that. I think it's very mentally exhausting and frustrating, but let's circle back to your definition of sports because you said you have a very specific one. Mm -hmm. Please enlighten us. <laughs> us being you and me. And no, Odin and, is sitting and, in front of me. And Brent, whenever he listens in on this. Yeah, he will be he a loyal definitely would disagree. So booster. I don't mind if people have a broad definition of it, but when you're comparing sports and like the athleticism or something involved, it's hard because it seems like anything can get in under the current definition. So What's I try the current and, definition? Like, tell me. Shit. I'm going to have to look it up. 
oh my gosh, you don't have it memorized if you're so against the like technical definition. No, but if you tell me that like golf and ping pong are sports, then I clearly have an issue with the definition if it lets those in. So I would argue that like just talking about ping pong, I would just call ping pong a game. Yes, I agree. So is golf and people do call it a game sometimes. The game of golf. Yes, exactly. But you can also say it's a good old hockey game. That's true, Football but that's game. yeah. But those are actual meetings of teams to compete in the sport, whereas the game of golf is different. That'd be All a round, right. right? I just find it interesting that in history, or like in in the history of golf, there's been lots of really uh, successful golfers that are fat and overweight. And I find it interesting that someone can be an athlete, quote unquote, and not be in shape at all. So I, I don't know. Brent told me that Phil Mickelson is stronger than I am. And that's, <laughs> that's where we, our differences began. I was A, offended and B, truly to my core, did not believe that was possible. Why did he tell you that? Where did that come from? I honestly, I think I probably chirped him for having like a little gut one day. And I was like, probably when we were talking about like what sports are and if you have to be like a certain level of athletic and like, you know, a sport like say football, where you're doing like consistent weight training and plyometric training and on field stuff, you are going to be like a high level athlete who could probably pick up other sports. And if they had the skill set, they would also be great at it because they have all the physical parts. And then I'm sure I was like, but like golf, like a bunch of milk bag bodies out there. They just don't, aside from Tiger Woods, who looked jacked from being like 18. I, I, I thought you were going to say something else from being. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sex is an exercise, not a sport though. And so he, he was the example. But then I was like, you take someone like Phil Mickelson, like you got to be kidding me. He can't be like that athletic other than in the motions of a golf swing. And he's got the brain for it and like the mind muscle connection, but that's gotta be it. He's like, are you kidding me? He probably has a personal trainer and trains like several hours a day, just in like strength stuff to like keep him blah, blah, blah. And he probably can like lift more weights than you when it comes to like this and this, I don't actually know if this is really what he said, but this is how it, I listened to it. And I was just um, so, so irritated by it, but he, he might not be wrong. I, think that it, I don't think it would be an obvious answer that Phil Mickelson is stronger than you. I would obviously go the other, to the other camp that you're stronger than him. But um, I feel like I'm going to say circling back way too much, but I want to circle back to the fact that sometimes you and I are on the exact same wavelength and we like pick up on our, and like we just like know what we're thinking and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you say it or I don't say it or whatever. Um, but obviously we don't, don't communicate that often these days. And just now, I hope that you edit this out. But <laughs> when you were saying that Tiger Woods was just because he was 18 he's always been fit or whatever i was thinking like his his race like because sometimes african-americans are just like more physically fit and then you were thinking about being set like sexually active we're so not on the same wavelength screen of this recording that says danger zone stay away um i just kidding just just because of you saying that in this this day and age um oh uh, no, that's not what I was referencing. I just meant he's always like looked physically strong. Yeah. Well, agreed. He has, but, and that's the thing I find that recently, like the golfer, the successful or, uh, talented golfers are also now fit or like care about being physically fit, or there's probably studies that prove 
that if you're more fit and you weight train and, you know, mobility and all that stuff, that you'll be a more talented or successful or effective golfer. Um, but that's the same. I asked Nick that the other day. I was like, okay, who would be a better hockey player, Wayne Gretzky or Steven Samkos? And he was like, you can't compare best players of different times because the games change so much. And I was like, yeah, but uh, Wayne Gretzky was so skinny and like scrawny. Like it must be, I feel like he wouldn't be able to hold his own nowadays since like Samkos and all the other NHLers are so into weight training and um, like cross training and stuff. And he said that it was again down to the game because back then, Gretzky had an enforcer that like protected him. So he didn't mm -hmm. need to be big and fit. And I was like, interesting. Maybe. I don't know. I think if you brought him in the same age as the current guys and I'm like laughing because I can just picture like all the guys we know just being like, is Rob talking sports right now? <laughs> and I'm so glad that like they can't chime in. I have all the control. I'm so happy about that. Um, I think if you put him in the game now, same age and everything else, and like doesn't have like an uncurved hockey stick. I have no idea if he had that or not. He probably started out with a flat stick. Um, I had one. It was a Vic when I was a kid. I think he would hold his own. He might not have the same, I don't know, stamina, and like maybe he wouldn't play quite as much to like affect that, and he would have to be a little smarter about not getting knocked all over the place. But... I think there were still big guys when he played that could have fucked him up if they wanted. And just cause they were like afraid to, because he had like maybe some enforcers around him. I yeah, don't know he if did. that, like I, that traveled, like people wouldn't mess with him because he had enforcers that traveled from team to team with him. Yeah. But um, they, they wouldn't not like pin him to the boards or like hit him lightly in open ice. They would still like get in his way and he would still have to like muscle his way around them. I think that just means they wouldn't take cheap shots and they wouldn't go like maybe a hundred percent trying to like lay him out, but he could still, I'm sure he could still move around him and still would have the skill to see them coming and get out of the way more often. He'd probably have more injuries, a slightly shorter career and would still be better than most. Yeah. I think, well, Nick also said that he was just like really fast and really talented at stick handling and everything. But, um, okay. Circling back to you being Jesus. made fun of, yes. uh, for talking sports. Yeah. Can you please tell us about that time that you were trying to act like you knew what was going on with the NFL and the Super Bowl and what happened? <laughs> Do you remember that? When I predicted every, um, conference championship and the Super Bowl and made Jared put his dick in the snow. Yes. No, no, there was some, or maybe NHL? it was hockey. Maybe it was hockey. And yeah, that was NHL. <laughs> And you were that trying was, to say like, oh, it's been so long since they've won. And then the, the team had literally won the LA, Stanley Cup like the year before. LA Kings, I hope they're still fucking called the Kings, were <laughs> in the Stanley Cup final um, somewhere in the last five years. And um, we were watching one of the games and I was like, I'm going for, like, I'm cheering for LA here, guys. Like, And they're like, oh, why? Just like probably like eating their popcorn, just ready to hear something. And I said, um, I just like, I feel bad. They haven't won since what, like, like. 94 or something like that or maybe it was 97 and then they just started like pissing their pants laughing and i was like fuck what and they were just like they won last year man and then that was the end of my credibility with them yes then they always make fun of you for not being able to or knowing anything about or not being able to talk sports or knowing anything about sports but it's funny that you say it was sometime within the last five years because we were best friends with jared and brent in yeah. like 2012 and 13 which was seven or eight years ago mm -hmm. So longer ago than that. Yeah. Um, but so 
I have this need to like follow some sort of the logical plan in this podcasting world. And I don't really know much about the space, but um, we've done this twice now. And the yes. first time it got really dark and the audio sucked because mm-hmm. we started like three hours late because mm-hmm. I'm always late. And um, in the second time we were in daylight the whole time and it didn't take three hours to start, but you didn't record the audio. I'm putting that on you. Wow. You know what? <laughs> no personal accountability. So this is the third time. And I just feel like maybe we should talk about how we met or how we know each other or maybe not specifically how we've done it the last two times, but just some tidbits of like why we're friends and why we're talking or why we're doing this. Because as an intro or pilot episode, if this ever comes to light after three attempts, I feel like that would be like something we should share, maybe. Yeah, we could do that. Let me first tell you what uh, the dictionary defines a sport as. Okay. And that is an activity involving physical exertion and skill in which an individual or team competes against another or others for entertainment. Ooh, that does en- encompass ping pong for sure. That's, I mean, yeah, it's pretty much anything. Um, oh, tell this one to Brent. Definition two, a person who behaves in a good or specified way in response to teasing, defeat, or similarly trying situation. A good sport. <laughs> a good sport. <laughs> yeah. Put those two things together and I'll be the only guy who cares. Um, I don't so see So do you think race else. car driving is a sport? I think it could probably be considered as a sport, but I don't think it should be. Okay. What are your top five sports that shouldn't be considered sports that are? Oh, that's tough. There's probably so many. I can name some that I think that come to mind now that you've mentioned it. Ping Golf pong. is number one. Um, anything e-game related. Is that a sport nowadays? What related? Like an, an e-game or a video game or electronic game. Oh, you said e-game. I thought you said eating, like competition mm. eating. Mm. Um, yeah. That's probably more strenuous than video games. If it's anything that's online, yeah. I wouldn't count that. Ugh, drives me crazy. Yeah. Um, like it's chess a sport? No. Really? Is it considered one? I don't know. Someone online says it is. Uh, what else would be in there? Anything? If it's, if, okay, here's what I say. If you have to play offense and defense within the same like game, that's one criteria. One of the criteria should be that like in golf, you never have to defend against anything. So you're like competing with somebody, but you're not in my head engaging in sport with them because you only have to do one of the things football gets by because I know the same guys who play offense don't play defense, but the team itself has to do both. You have to try and score and you have to stop others from scoring. And that adds like a whole other dimension to it. That's an interesting theory. I like that. And you can interrupt the other person from doing what they're trying to do, which also makes it tough. Like in golf, volleyball, soccer, hockey, rugby. Those are great. Good examples. Um, Yes, I would count tennis. Yeah, for sure. There's running, there's defensive play and offensive play. Yeah, you got to be athletic. You got to have a good mind. Yes. And tennis hand-eye coordination. Yeah, I shouldn't have I shouldn't have been so hesitant on it. Tennis is What in about there. what about running? No. <laughs> what do you mean? How can you stop somebody from running fast? You can't. There's no defense. That's why I asked. Yes, exactly. But you could you have to be super athletic to be a, like a sprinter or a like a relay race there's a team aspect yeah but it's not a sport it's a competition okay so you think sport and competition should be different i think i think sport is a is a what the hell's the word a subcategory of competition 
Okay, but then I feel like race car driving, which people argue uh, or debate over being a sport, mm -hmm. you could be defensive and fuck people up, like in terms of cutting them off and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and the yeah. adrenaline and the stress that they're under for that and like the talent slash coordination or like the ability to drive well and fast and stay yeah. calm. Well, so the maybe under, so you've got um, competition and then under that you've got two options at least. You've got sport and you've got race. Running race, car race, oh, everything else like interesting. that. And then you've got like, um, like a total points category, which is things like golf or <laughs> cornhole, Pac-Man, cornhole, <laughs> things like that. I think that could be different. Okay, and you, I don't you, think cornhole has ever been regarded as a sport, but if you put race as a whole subcategory and running and and race car driving within that, like race car driving requires probably a more specific skill set than running and there's more defense involved i think in race car driving but i'm really just talking out of my ass but right then now. again you probably have to be more physically athletic in running true so like maybe it balances out mm -hmm. which is why the ultimate sport is mma because if you put the race car driver and the runner in a ring one of them would beat the other one up and then you would just know who's better <laughs> so you think fighting is the ultimate test I think of the current options available, mixed martial arts is the absolute best test of what sports are trying to accomplish. Yes, individual sports. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like there's like a level of barbaricness that draws you into it. There is, but every sport is based on the idea of being better at something than someone else that where you have to be smarter yeah, and more physical. insane pain. But that's all just what, levels of it. I think people what? get more injured, uh, similar levels of injury in the NFL than they do in pro fighting. I'm not going to say similar is like the exact same, but like in the same range, if you consider like the total number of people playing in a game, how often they play and how often like certain injuries happen because some yeah, fights are end mean, pretty quickly. I would definitely say that NFL is a super or NFL or CFL is super or football in general is super brutal sport and mm -hmm. I have friends that play and say that they literally compare a game as going into battle Absolutely. Um, and they're serious but I don't know I feel like if you're saying that MMA is the ultimate top athleticism even above the more mainstream CrossFit which always like declares themselves as the fittest people on earth I think CrossFitters probably are on average the fittest people on earth, but the application of that, I don't think is as specific. I go back to, so I think the real reason I, I get the definition is from where it probably all started. Like back when like the Olympics were first around and the goal, I think I have no fucking idea. Please nobody quote me on this ever. I think the original <laughs> thing say. was what do you need to do to survive? What did you need to do way back in the day? Like way back in like maybe caveman era or slightly later than that. And so like you would have to be able to defend yourself, hunt, um, be fast, have endurance, have a good mind so you didn't go crazy. And have when you started- <laughs> what, I don't fucking know. 
when you like you have to have a strategy you have to be able to strategize how to okay, hunt something right that makes it sound better got you it. have to have a got good it. mind you have, have to be mind. mentally positive mentally fit yes it sounds like the sport of yoga <sighs> and so you would have to find when you first started competing because people always want to compete i'm sure even like little cave kids wanted to have competitions on who was stronger you want to show that you're the best at something but you can't fight to the death because that would just be pointless right so you have to find ways that relate to it. So like, okay, you and I are stuck on an island and have to survive. So someone who is able to like get to a weapon or a food source faster is going to be better at that. Like, oh, like <laughs> let's race to the tree. Oh, I'm faster. I'd survive. And something to do with that is maybe how it started and involved to like, how can we compare who would be the ultimate survivor in a sense like that? And so you think that MMA is most closely aligned to like the Olympics from the Roman days. It's also interesting that you're using such a far, such an old point of reference when people, and maybe this is a bad comparison, but always say like that people in the States have the right to bear arms because it's on, or it's one of the amendments. It's like the second amendment. What amendment is it? Second. Yeah. And people say like, that was when you had to like, fucking, I don't even know anything about guns, but you had to like stuff a like something. And it took like, you know, probably a good amount of time to actually load a gun and not oh, gun yeah, 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 yeah. like it was like, it was a different time and you had to protect yourself from war or from like, uh, predators. Mm -hmm. And, and it wasn't made when like semi-automatics or like machine guns or whatever were around. So I just think it's interesting that you bring your definition of sport back to like the barbaric ages of survival to the death. <laughs> well, cause that's where it would have started. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and like, that's boy. why like archery probably became a competition. And then mm -hmm. when weapons got better, it became like target shooting. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I just think that's probably where it started was trying to show that you were physically and mentally superior to another person. And that's why you started competing in safe ways that you could regularly do it and no one would have to like die. I wish we could call Brent and Jared right now and tell them that we spent like 30 minutes talking about sports, <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> but not yeah. actually talking about any specific sports teams or athletes, just no, the, the idea of sports. Yeah. Well, Jared would love that part. True. This is way back before feelings were part of sport too. <laughs> oh boy. Um, okay. So are you going to talk about how we know each other and why we started this for the thir third time? Maybe you have a unique twist on it. Also, I'm, I'm going to have to go insert company name here and on you and uh, have a clearing because <laughs> I so didn't want to do this. And it's because of a, a silly way, silly reason. And you can edit this or whatever, but yeah. like, I don't know if I'm, I'm so uncomfortable with the conversation, but because of all the information uh, being shared today about Black Lives Matter and white supremacy and uh, oppression and all that, I yes. was consuming it really, like I was consuming a lot of that information. And I tend to be the type of person that lives with my head in the clouds and I live in a bubble and I choose not to educate myself through all of the mediums that exist on politics or current news because I've declared that it's always or mostly negative, which I was uh, reprimanded for and taught by Kelsey Friedlander and Remps 
way back in the day when I still worked at Lululemon, well, still, when I still worked at that one company, um, for being in a place of privilege where I don't need to know about the news because my life is infected about it because I live in a cushy little bubble wrap world. Anyways, I know this is not stuff that you necessarily want to talk about because I think okay. one of our uh, one of our grounding rules or founding rules, one sure, of our yeah. Rules, guiding man. principles yeah, was yeah. going to be not to talk about current events, but I think mm-hmm. that we've established on our second podcast that didn't work, that you meant you didn't want to talk about the pandemic going on because yes, that was the only thing everyone I is talking about. Yes. Yeah. So anyways, I have always elected to fill my <laughs> news feed and and consume positive information. Like I got obsessed with John Kraginski, some good news that yep. he was doing because it was so uplifting. And I know that there's like psychology behind your thoughts become your act or your thoughts become your actions or mm-hmm. like your thoughts and your actions become your life or whatever, like your thoughts and how you think about the world obviously impact everything in your world. Yes. I'm going on a huge tangent here, but I did consume a ton of information today yeah. one morning. And then I felt super sad and super heavy and anxious and probably guilty. And all these things that people are constantly like, or people of color, black people, whatever the politically correct or polite words are, say um, say. are saying like, yeah, you should feel heavy. Like we deal with this every day. You're just getting it in like this week and everybody's just stepping into the conversation now and, and blah, blah, blah. And like, obviously Caitlin is very um, well-informed and invested in learning about diversity and supporting marginalized communities and, and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But so I was like sharing with her like that I've really kind of was shocked with all the stuff I was feeling and learning. And she was like, you know what? Better late to the conversation than, than never. And mm-hmm. She was like, it's okay that you feel that way and you should feel that way and blah, blah, blah. But I just, I felt so negative today. And I was like, I don't want to have a conversation with Rob because I don't feel like I'm going to bring my best self. And I don't think I'm going to be fun or entertaining, entertaining, entertaining or light. Okay. Oh my God. So yeah. How do you feel about all that? What are your I thoughts? Know. I mean, it has, I don't think it's affected how you've been at all. I think we've all felt that today. I was pretty drained before I jumped on here, but I'm glad we did because we've moved it so many times and had so many issues that. I'm just glad we're actually just hanging out for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Me too. I think, I think almost everybody feels the way you do right now. That's all you're going to say? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know if there's much else that I can like really contribute to that unless like well, there's like a specific a question. on your story today. Yeah, probably. And I think you should talk about that. Whether or not you decide to keep it in here is totally your call because you're the editor. And if it doesn't fit or if it's uncomfortable, I think that's the thing is people who come from privilege are uncomfortable to say anything because they don't want to say the wrong things. But then it's just like how everybody says, like, silence speaks volumes and blah, blah, blah. Ah, Well, sometimes, sometimes not. I just don't like putting opinions out there that get people all antsy in general. So, like, even nothing to do with, with recent events, just like, I don't know. The, I, I wouldn't go much past talking about what we just talked about to do with sports with random people because things get heated and then all of a sudden people stop using like factual information and they just start to like hate you for it. I'm like, why the hell do we even start talking about this? Um, so in general, yeah, like, I think that's a good point is people um, are scared of judgment or, but I think right now it seems to be, and maybe that's just the things I surround myself with, but that people, and this is something I've, 
I'm regurgitating. I didn't make up obviously, but like aren't calling people out. They're calling people in. Like they want to lean into the conversation and, and you hate the terminology so much. You just sighed. But I think it's better to be uncomfortable and learn and like say the wrong thing and get in conversations. And if people are going to judge you and be crude and mean for saying what you feel to be true or like your opinion, like then that's not very constructive. That's true. But at the same time, Why'd you sigh so hard? Oh, I look like <laughs> we both know that I just work down at the boat docks and, you know, I'm just like cleaning hulls all day and just lugging chains and dead fish around. And that's all I do. But the talk around me false. a lot that was all false. is so overly, con not. I don't even want to say consider it because that's a nice thing is just so over the top, like saying, don't call somebody out, call them in. Because what you're actually trying to do is call them out and have them not be offended by you saying them thinking that they were called out. I know language can be like powerful in certain ways, but when it comes to that, that's absolutely unnecessary. Just be like, if you're out there, just say, hey, I just wanna like, I just wanna call you out on this one thing. And if that person goes, oh, do you? Something's wrong with that person. It's not about what you said. They just took it the wrong way. So now you're having to create new words. And at some point it's not going to be, um, I just, I don't want to call you out, but I want to like call you into this. It's going to be like, oh, I, I want to like text you around this. And it's going to be, yeah, you're going to get so confused about that, it. That like what you, people could be offended by something that you've said because they've attributed uh, the wrong intention to what you're saying or the meaning was misconstrued and that's yes. not what you meant but i think that's fair for you because you are very intellectual and you can present things in certain ways with like probably seven different hidden meanings but um some people are just racist and like there's no if ands or buts about the intent behind something right sure so i wasn't referring to like the actual topic of racism i was just referring to people trying to be positive with people in general and saying calling in, but they're actually calling out and just terming any it something more of that, polite. Any of that terminology. Yeah. <laughs> however, however you want to say it. Yeah. Um, so what would your, you prefer that people do? Like, I kind of want to know. What do you mean? Like, are That's we still talking about like the wording well, or are we talking about what like today? Well, either. With the wording, I think, I, I honestly think that the way the culture of communication should be is if you are the person who's not hearing things the way that they're being said, right? So you're misinterpreting things, you're taking offense to things or getting defensive, then the way the rest of the world should be is we probably don't want to associate with you or pander to you in order to get you to be in here. Like you need to like get your shit together before you're ready to have more intense conversations. So like every, like it shouldn't, everybody should just be on the same page and say, I'm not gonna rephrase what this means for the purpose of a conversation with you when for everybody else, they get it. Like, I, I just really don't think that's helpful. I think it's just wasting time to create new things. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. What was the rest of that? Uh, interesting. I just think that it's kind of broad to expect that like everybody else is going to get what you're saying, or I guess if the majority of people understand what you're saying, you don't want to rephrase it in pleasantries. 
you, I mean, on like maybe on an individual basis, you could clarify what you mean just to be sure you're on the same page. And that's like a nice way of reaching out to make things like a little more reasonable. Um, I just don't think that I, I, what I would hope is that everybody who has any conversation ever includes context. So if someone is saying a certain thing, you're going to factor in the mood that they seem to be in there, how they previously have spoken with you, how you've seen them interact with others. You're going to get a general idea for where they're coming from. So when they say it, you can take that like quick second and just realize that this aligns with everything else they're saying. And I understand that this is how they get the point across. Like you and I talking to the same person, I'd probably use, well, I'd probably use the same amount of words, but you would get the point across right away and just say what's on your mind. And I might think of a way to like better describe it right off the bat but there's nothing wrong with the way you do it. You're just more blunt than I am, but that's because your, I guess like communication style is from like half a generation before mine, even though you're younger than me, I fucking get it. And so I've already probably gone too far in the direction of needing to make sure that someone properly hears me and gets it when it should be much more on them. So wait, you're saying that my direct way of speaking to people is because I'm two years younger than you? No, no, no. I'm saying it sort of seems like the opposite where like you're almost like from a generation before where if like, this is the case. Like as in Cindy's age? Sure. But she's I'm also sorry, similar I... to you because she's mom. No, what you mean by a generation before as in like that demo or I'm just yeah. missing what you're saying? I think, okay. I think somebody from that, from a generation before ours would be much more likely to just say what's on their mind and then. And not coddle. And deal with it after if someone didn't take it the right way. Someone would be like, whoa, what? And then you would say here's what I meant. I don't know why you took it that way. And then you would have that conversation, but I've gone probably too far in the direction of, I need Gen to think X. of the perfect way to word this before I even say it. So it doesn't backfire in my face. Interesting. Right? Sorry. I didn't mean to say Gen X. Is that the young people right now that are coddled in high school? Uh, Gen Z. Is that what they are? Yeah. I don't know. Who's Gen, Gen X? No, no. Isn't it Gen? Oh my God. Is it Gen X? Is there a Gen Y? Fuck if I know. What are millennials? Are Gen, Gen X, Z? Y. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Okay, but the only other thing that I'll say on the topic of race is, I don't know if you watch any of my stories today, but one of the girls, it was like a minute long video, she was on her trampoline. Did you watch that one? Mm -mm. Oh, I thought it was so interesting how I'm sure it's quite common right now for white people to reach out to their black friends or acquaintances and say, educate me. And the girl was just like, I don't got time to educate you. Like, educate yourself. Like, I'm on my trampoline. this is me time and I was just like hell yeah you be on your trampoline but like obviously everybody has all the resources and ways at their fingertips to learn so don't just be like hey all of a sudden this week I've decided I want to learn about racial indifferences or inequality and can you teach me (laughs) like I don't know yeah I mean it's obviously a weird time to be asking for all this advice when they're obviously going to be preoccupied yeah Um, but at the same ugh yeah, I don't know. You so I, don't want to talk about this. No, I just, I, once again, like I was just describing, I would rather have my thoughts fully formulated before I like say them because I know that if somebody were to listen to this and I said one thing, they would not give me the benefit of the doubt on considering the context of our whole conversation and all that. They would jump to like, oh fuck, did you just say that? I can't believe you said that. Um, well, just like, isn't that what podcasting's about to kind of be off the cuff? Yeah, but I'm still trying to like think a little bit first here. Um, oh, you're a pretty quick thinker. I okay. I think 
along the lines of that trampoline video. Um, you didn't watch it though, you said. You just described it to me. Okay, got it. Yes. So like mm -hmm. in the context of how you describe the trampoline yes, video, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Got it. Um, I think that that's a fair point and it's probably not how all black people would feel. Some would be like, why are you asking each other and not asking me for how you should be thinking or feeling or anything right now? So I think okay. you're going to get both messages. And I've seen both online because my 99% white group of friends is reposting everything. And some of it is conflicting. It's not mm -hmm. all the same. And man, people went through a cycle today of <laughs> everybody posted the photo of black a black square. square. Mm -hmm. And... It was just like, like, good for you. Just like, so proud of you for doing that. Welcome. All the things that people said to each other. This is like almost exclusively white people, I should say. Yes. Um, and then it became one person saw one post that was just like, hey, I don't think people should be like including the Black hashtag Lives Black Matter. Lives Matter in that mm -hmm. post because I went on, you know, Instagram and that's all I saw. And then it somehow jumped into it's clogging the news from getting out there. And A, like, I really don't think it was. Don't get your news from Instagram. Get people's opinions, but search them out. Don't look at your news feed to see what's going on in the world because you're immediately in a bubble. And I then think that's good advice. someone reposted that and then people started to feel guilty. So they were like, oh, the hashtag's in mine. I'm going to edit it out. A couple hours later, you get people posting a, a photo that has information in it. And they say, I've deleted my prior post because I've you know been educated on blah, blah, blah. And now I feel this way, like this is the right way. And then every hour or two it's updating and we're not really getting anywhere because the whole time we're just trying to like, I'm not me at this point because I'm staying out of that part of it, but everybody's trying to learn what the best thing to do is. Meanwhile, those who really care about what's going on, everybody cares about what's going on. Those who are most directly impacted by it have a whole other bunch of shit going on right now. And they're trying to get out there and be safe and protest and make their voices heard. And we're over here saying, no, delete that picture, put this one up. This is the good one. And they don't even know if it is. They just saw one person from the entire black community or maybe five who posted something saying, I disagree with what you guys are doing with this. And they go, oh, can't do that. And everybody in that local area who saw that post goes, oh, they're right. Yeah, I'm going to share that same post. And oh, I feel so bad for having done that. And then somebody else from some other part of the same community just has a different thought the same way you and I would have different thoughts. And when someone sees that, all of a sudden, everybody like freaks out and goes, oh my God, like all these different people who are part of the Black Lives Matter movement don't all agree on 100% of the things or the way they should be done. What? And it's just, it's, I don't understand why people are confused by this. It's interesting because I... I think everything you just said is right and accurate and a good uh, summary of today. Um, but like there's a, there's some peaceful protests this weekend in Ottawa. And uh, I feel like people think that that's, you know, like posting one thing, take action is another, but like I'm a woman and I have never gone to the women's March. And mm -hmm. does that make me less of an activist or an advocate for women's rights? Like Most who are advocates for women's rights would say, yes, that makes you less of one. I don't think hmm. it does. Me neither. I mean, well, if you're saying the word activist, yes. Right. But if you're saying supporter of, no. Mm -hmm. Because obviously you are doing less activism in that sense. 
Uh, so that's like a technicality they could get away with, mm -hmm. but no. I think but I just you... feel like people come to support and, and take action in different ways. Like for me, it's trying to be a female entrepreneur in like a male dominated or it doesn't need to be men against women, but like, you know, you have your certain ways of doing things. Like my friends and I started the brand confidence to uh, emphasize and encourage people or to encourage people to, or to encourage women to be confident and that confidence is your best accessory. So we all have our different ways, but I've never attended a women's march. And I feel like that shouldn't make me less of a supporter of women. And so I'm just saying like, I, I likely won't go to the black peace protest. Mm -hmm. That probably isn't what it's called. And then does that mean that I'm not living up to my word or posts or like ability to change or, you know, help drive change? No. I don't think that affects it at all. I think some people would like to see you there. Some people don't want to see you there. Yeah. They would like you to support yeah. in other ways. I uh, So like, here's the thing where I don't have the solution, which sucks. I don't know what the best way to involve yourself is and only expend a certain percentage of your possible energy so you don't like literally like go into a depression or um, feel helpless and just give up on everything else you're doing. Because like, obviously you got to have your shit together before you can start helping out these other things. Um, and caring mm -hmm. about I other causes. I did feel very unsuccessful or unsuccessful, unproductive today. I just like felt like overwhelming guilt. <laughs> I think a lot of people are going to bed early tonight and some don't even know why. And it's just, that's just the way it is. And I'm sure people look at it as like a positive thing that all of a sudden a thousand, a million conversations got started around it, but still, um, I don't think it affects your credibility as someone who cares and is passionate and supportive of a certain movement, not even what's going on now. Um, I don't think doing one specific thing at whatever time it is has any effect at all. I think there's so many people who are going to show up to that, that um, that's all they'll do, or they'll be there because uh, it seems like a cool thing to do, get some cool footage of it, mm -hmm. um, do things like that. And still, maybe even believe that they're doing a lot of good by being there, but there's going to be a lot of people that do that. And then they just drop off the face of the earth tomorrow. I don't know. We should talk about something less heavy. <laughs> okay. That's not what I meant, but I have no idea how to segue out of that. <laughs> oh, hey, that's fair. Whatever. Um, What's, um... I just needed to share that I was the whole point of that was just to say that I was not looking forward to this conversation because I didn't feel like I was like in a bubbly mood. And I think that my uh, what I bring to this podcast table is <laughs> bubbles and silliness and, you know, lightheartedness. And I felt heavy. So just wanted Fair. to tell you that. Well, hey, now you're just real. So there you go. I, yeah, but... did I... <laughs> I mean, hey, it's good that you brought that up. But like, yeah, it's uh. It authenticity. Is what it is. There you go. Um, just can we pause for a sec? Because my yeah. computer's going to die. It's not plugged in. Oh, you got to get a thing? All right. I'll stop this video real quick and just pick it up after. So are we going to talk about how we're friends and why we're doing this Oh, podcast? yeah. We never even got to that. Yes. Mm -mm. And you want me to do that? Well, I'll obviously pipe in because that's what I do. But Odin's really itching his feet. So I hope he doesn't have any oh, ticks. Yeah. Take a scan. Have you had ticks? Uh, yeah. I w Not you, but uh, your dogs? No, I've literally had one crawling on my chest because of my dogs. That's way back when they were puppies and we let them in the bed one morning. 
Yeah, but that was like yeah. last year. Yeah. It's... Oh, I meant like recently because oh. uh, things are. You didn't say yeah. recently. You just said, have you had like, ticks? Sorry. It's, well, it's tick yes. season. Um, we haven't seen any this year, but we've avoided all the hot spots that we found last year. Like one of the dog parks we went to in Gatineau was notorious. We would find three or four every time we went there. Yeah, basically everywhere I go and yeah, in yeah, you're because Almont's like on the edge crazy. of the green belt still, right? Part of it. So yeah. Yeah, they said. Did I tell you that? Like I found one on Odin. It had been there for like three days, and I didn't know it was a tick. Because sorry, I didn't actually find it. Nick did, and he was like, "I found a tick on Odin," and then they showed it to me, and I was like, "Oh my god, that was there like three days ago." I was playing with it. I thought it was a scab because Ricky will like hang off of his jowls and bite him, and he'll have like scabs around his yeah. face. So I just thought it was one of those. Anyway, so then when I found out what it was, he came back to me after taking it out, and then um, I found another one. I was like, "Is this it?" And he's like, "Yeah." So there was two, and then now I've been like. For a little bit, I was paranoid and checking him like crazy, and now I kind of stopped. But when I called the vet, they said that uh, they recommend Almont Carlson Place, Lanark County. People give their animals tick and flea year-round because the ticks are yeah, so bad. I've heard that. And I didn't know that, and I hadn't – oh, hello, Odin. <laughs> and I hadn't been giving him – Tick and flea, so he could have Lyme disease, but uh, it's you have to wait six weeks mm -hmm. to get tested. Can you call him, Nicholas? I think it affects dogs Thank less, you. or at least not to the same extent or in the same ways than humans. Okay, sorry about that. Back to us. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Our dogs have had several on oh. them. We've had a couple that were like straight up in there for a couple days, and we took them out, and they were fine. They hadn't had their any kind of tick medication either. But like the vet we go to, just the cost to get random things done. I don't, I don't know if this is good or not, but like they were way higher than we thought was appropriate. So we passed on it for now. Cause that like, yeah, the Lyme disease test is like $200. And then there's like the, there's the two different options to prevent it. There's like the one that makes ticks not want to, uh, like latch on. And there's one that like kills them if they do, I believe two different sort of things. Mm -hmm. And they both, mm -hmm. either one's going to cost you a lot. And we had already dropped $700 one day for one and a half dogs worth of treatments. And I was just like, uh, uh no, there's gotta be a cheaper way to do this. I don't think we needed everything that we got done. And so we're just checking yeah, all the time. When I got the, yeah, I got, the, yeah, good call. I got the tick medication, tick and heartworm, yeah. I guess, or maybe it is tick and I don't know. It's $240. Well, so. Hold that thought. It looks like that was so weird. Okay. I thought the audio stopped recording on us. My bad. I, I, all good I'm over I wiggled the thought. mouse and then it was fine um yeah I guess you just have to like in this, these areas you just have to like check them all the time it's it's really creepy I hate the idea I used to want to have like big yeah, property really out here disgusting. to just let the dogs like run and play all day but I actually don't know if I would enjoy that anymore because I would always have to <gasps> worry about them bringing ticks in the house there's a so can I have outsider yeah. perspective on here or voices? Probably not. Nick, <laughs> when I run down the trail or when you run down the trail that we run down and you go all the way to the end and then you're on some busy road, there's a house right beside, like on the trail. If you turn left, it's for sale. I think it's a house. I'm telling you, Rob, it's like a huge property and it looks as though there's a cool cabin at the back, but I couldn't see cause I'm really blind. So I, I took a picture of the for sale sign, but it looked like a lot of land. It looked cool. So I want to look it up. You guys should move there. there. I don't know if there's a way to like. Okay. How do we know each other? Oh, yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> we know each other. Wait, you don't know if there's like a way to what? Um, like treat your property to prevent it from happening. 
Oh, probably, but I'm sure it's not very good either. Like the chemicals for the dogs either. Yeah, everything's bad. Um, yeah. We met. <laughs> Nick, you're not allowed to make background noise. He's doing it on purpose. Sorry. What do you say? 7.30? Is that your cutoff? Yeah. Uh, probably. 7.29 on my watch. He's an eager beaver. Yeah. yeah. No, we, we're good. We're good. Uh, Western. Undergrad. Kin. Third year. Fourth year. Sport and law. You're in my class and I recognized you. That was it. That was the first moment. What are you doing? You about to whisper something to me? Oh, I'm trying to muffle the oh, sound Jesus so you Christ. don't pick up the dishwasher Welcome unloading. More audio editing, Rob. It's not going to help. Don't even worry about it. It's far enough away, it probably won't be a big deal. And if people know that he's okay. doing the dishes, then they're just going to be like, oh, Jesse has such a happy home life. Great. <laughs> so I recognize you from there. I probably heard Stop your name. Stop making noise. Sorry. He's like that. Did you, did you ever watch Home Improvement when you were a kid? Of course. I loved him, the Dual Man Taylor. I'm, mar I'm married. I'm dating him. Yeah, the Power Tools band that went on the show the one time. There's the girl oh, playing, like she was episode. playing one of those giant saws they used in like the competition, like a bow saw, maybe it's called. No fucking idea. And she's playing it like it was a uh, violin. And another guy was doing a grinder around the oil drums. You don't remember any of this? There was no, a whole but band. I really want to watch Home Improvement again because I thought Tim was hilarious. He was the, he was the best. Um, so I don't even know where that, oh, that's Nick making noise. That's right. I saw you in class, recognized you from probably somewhere else. <laughs> We're never going to get through the story. It'll take us five, five seasons of this. And then. What do you mean you recognize me from somewhere else? Well, I don't know where I'd met you before, but like maybe what happened was the party where I actually spoke to you for the first time. I, I recognized you from class or something. I don't know. Right. Cause you always just had your figure skating jacket on. So maybe it was like, that was a time I remember seeing you before we had actually met anywhere. Maybe that's what it was. Is that embarrassing? What? Like looking back now, can I ask you, is it embarrassing that I always wore my varsity jacket everywhere I went on campus? On campus? No, <laughs> people would have done stuff like that all the time. It's perfectly fine. It's a different world. Did you wear your Western hockey athletic trainer jacket all the time, everywhere you Absolutely. went? Okay, you can good. spot the jacket from a distance and go, oh, yeah. oh shit, varsity. And it's not till you get within like five feet of the person that you see athletic training, right? Oh, true. They just think you're an exactly. athlete. It's just like a baby. Yeah. And then myth. once they're that close, what are they going to do? Just like, oh, and walk away? No, they're going to hear you out. I'm going to see what you have to say. Oh, gosh. I've already told you this story multiple times, including probably both previous attempts at mm -hmm. podcasting. But when I first made the figure skating team and I got in my dad's car after receiving the jacket, my dad was like, Oh, you got the purple jacket. That's all anybody ever wants. You can quit the team now. And I was just like, it's funny because he had gone to Western like 30 years before mm -hmm. me, I guess. And it still held true then. I'm sure it still does now. Probably. Yeah. It's a good thing they change the colors every once in a while. So you don't get the weirdos coming back. Yeah. They like the, the uh, shade you mean, obviously they don't change the purple. The shade. No, purple we had, we had black jackets one year for wrestling. We had solid oh, black jackets. You were on the wrestling team? In, in a way. I was technically on the team, yeah. But I, What does that I got, mean? Were you like the water? No, board? no, no. I was like le legitimately on the team, but like I I'm didn't have kidding. to I, I didn't have to out wrestle anybody to get on the team. Like there was no uh, no There no were I don't think there were. Is it a club no, sport or a It was a varsity sport? sport at the time. Yep. I'm pretty sure. Did you go to meets? What are they called? Yeah, and then in the wrestling? second one ended my career. So that's why I don't really say like I, I was mean? ever like a wrestler. Is it called a meet? Wrestling meet, yeah. 
it's not a competition tournament. Like well, a tournament right can term. be used as well. Yeah. So sorry, what do you mean you ended your career? Broke what my happened? collarbone in my second match of my second. No, probably the first match of my second uh, tournament that we went to. Oh, you're so fragile. Yeah. Well, no, I was just stupid. I just didn't know what I was doing. It was it was literally like the dumbest oh, thing so I could have done. Have... And as soon as I watched the tape and someone explained what happened, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that makes sense. Sounds like poor coaching. Um, no, no, no. It's fine because most people don't do stupid things like that. It's just like if you don't know, you know what? Maybe it's like my whole CrossFit experience where I probably did blame the coaching more than I should have. Um, I guess technically a coach should have drilled it into me a little bit more but at the same time like i don't think that there's an issue with that i think at some point you just got to let like other not great wrestlers wrestle each other and just see what happens once you teach the fundamentals like <laughs> i don't know it's like training wheels on a bike like at some point you just got to like know something's going to happen to somebody somewhere wow that's so right? inspiring <laughs> we're all going to get hurt guys <laughs> that's all that matters so just let it happen yeah, so that's what happened. I broke um, my collarbone, and it uh, never, it didn't heal for like over a year because they were, I don't know, I don't, I, maybe they weren't silly about it, but I think they were. And then that was it. I never went back. I was a trainer the next year, so I couldn't. So, you mean you were a trainer for yeah. the hockey team? Yeah, next the year? program was like yeah. you can't be a varsity so, athlete and be a trainer at the same time. Yeah, because you would have had to attend all yeah. the hockey games, right? Um, so for those of you listening <laughs> who don't know. Rob, in my opinion, gets very obsessed with things and he loves to be good at the things he's interested in. So you probably were really good at athletic injuries, of course, where you were an athletic mm -hmm. therapist and knew a lot of information because you are a sponge and you can learn a lot and retain knowledge, which is a great trait. Um, but what Brent and Jared and I, I think, I don't know if it was Jared too or just Brent and I, we were talking about how we didn't realize in our masters that we were the thing you were obsessed with at that time. Looking back, that's what we think that you were like all in on being part of our friend group. So you were around a lot and you were present and you participated in all the things we we're doing. Also, you were just a master's or like a university grad student. So you had all the time in the world in theory. Um, but then after, after us came CrossFit or what? No, CrossFit was when, I was still living with you and we were close, right? Yeah. So you were into CrossFit and then you transitioned to mm -hmm. rowing and you got really mm -hmm. into rowing and then you gave up on that dream because you're too thick and too short to be the right weight that you need to be genetically, right? Like you'd either need to be lose a bunch of weight or grow up. There are a lot of flaws in this storyline so far. Uh, okay. Well, and then next you became obsessed with yoga and the you know, the temple of yoga apparel. <laughs> okay, sure. You're talking about the boat, and the boat then, docks, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, uh -huh. photography. Am I missing anything? And so now you are a very talented photographer. Actually, you've probably been talented at all the things I previously mentioned, except for maybe CrossFit because it was short lived and you hurt yourself deadlifting due to poor coaching. Hey, your words, not mine. <laughs> or, and mine. or, overestimating your strength but um uh yeah you're a very talented photographer who i've got to take advantage of for my business thank you um aka you've provided <laughs> photos you for go. me and you also are very interested in podcasting mm -hmm. lately and you've learned a lot about 
audio recording and editing and the podcasting mm-hmm. space. So that's a bonus for me too, because uh, I'm here for the people who are wondering, because I like Rob and Rob is a hard person to hang out with because he's busy and flaky. Mind you, more timely than I am. Are you mad? (laughs) It's just hard to make plans with you because you'll be like, oh, was that today? Or, oh, was that this Wednesday? Like those types of things. You have to be very specific. I should be running a list Um, of all of the corrections I want to make to this, this story here. Okay. Okay. You can just circle back or I can't stop saying that and like audio record over or like add, add a text box to the video of what's wrong and edit it. Uh, Fine print. What is that? People are going to have to download the accompanying ebook for this one. No, I'm going to say them before you actually leave this convo. Nick's going to just bang dishes for a minute. Okay. Anyways, you are very passionate about the things you care to take interest in. And for a hot minute, that was our friend group. (laughs) But anyways, I love how, how entrenched in the things that you are doing, you Mm -hmm. become because you're not, you don't have to ask anything. And usually as far as I'm concerned, everything you produce is really great. So whether or not you heard that it was a long compliment don't worry with minimal insults in between were you taking notes mental notes (laughs) context i figured it out i know what you're trying to say and i'm not judging you for it okay here we go fucking circle back right first thing was was not the friend group it was um not knowing anybody around being in the master's program um getting off to a start where i didn't really like it and i think shortly after i started we got into CrossFit. I think that was the first thing. I loved hanging out with all the guys wow. and they, because of like, like look at them, they hung out with some other girls too. And so it was like a fun group of people and they had- We were very they, fun and we had a beautiful house to, to host yes, you in. Yes, and then everybody knew beautiful people and life was great. So that was fun. Um, wow, those were but the I, days. Like, I really don't think I like totally ditched other things just to hang out with you guys. I think that was just like, I thought, felt like I had a lot of free time at the time. It's okay. We were No, you really were. Fun. I'm not taking that away. Yeah. I just don't want it to, it's, it wasn't the first are. thing that I that's was like, how tense. can I be better at this? Right. Cause that's what I was with the other things. That's what's different about it. Well, did you have a good core group of friends in undergrad? Because I feel like I took way more, uh, in, way more of an interest in fostering or cultivating a friend group in Ottawa than I did in London, because in London, all my Sarnia friends just moved to London and I just kept them all and I didn't really care to make new Well, friends. most of my best friends... Which I regret now. Yeah, I know. Um, most of my best friends were still from high school and they went to Windsor, so they were pretty close to me. So I would go visit them or they would come here. And my buddy was dating a girl who went to Western as well. Um, did you just jack up the gain right. on your microphone? No, but I leaned right in. Sorry. Oh, okay. Anyway. Oh, no. It's, is Nick running the sink? No. I, th- I was just like over okay. top of it because I was really interested um, in that, sto- in that so conversation. What was I saying? Yeah. So my friends were from there and like my current or my at the time, like best friend and two other really good friends. We had like a group of like four, five, if you include his girlfriend at the time who were like pretty close and almost all the way through everybody from first year aside from him. Cause I went to high school with him. So I guess he's a high school friend. Everybody other than that, I just felt, I just like, uh, we just like parted ways. I don't think they liked me. I think, I think I, are you talking about, sorry, your undergrad my first friends? year undergrad you parted friends. Ways because you, 
Yeah, oh. I think I was just like, I partied real hard with them a few times. And then when I tried to get my life together, they were still partying hard because they had an ability to manage both and I didn't. So I kind of faded off. And then somewhere <laughs> at the end of that first year, early second year, I met Jenny. And that was the girlfriend. In yeah. Undergrad? So like I met her and probably went ring shopping right away. And that consumed my life for th three months until she because you were crushed me. Yep. Um, yeah. Oh, no, I probably was. Shout out to Jenny from the Shout block. Shout out to Jenny. Yep. <laughs> she's uh, she's in the RCMP now. She's doing big things. Um, cool. And after that was, right after that, I met Courtney. And that was like, I don't know if it was quite the same thing. I didn't get like way over the top. I think I pulled a Jenny and was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. You just said hi to me three days in a row. That's too much. And I like, I just like, I don't know. I was repulsed by the, the idea of being like super close to somebody. So who knows what that says about me. So that consumed me for a while. And I wasn't hanging out with the other people because they were still off like partying and doing their thing. I think a, like a few of them were from Sarnia and, but not your friends. And so that just like fizzled out. I stopped partying with them. One time I showed up because later on I moved in with my first year roommate for a summer or maybe for a whole year. I can't remember. And I went to one of the parties with all the guys from our floor in res and they just like, just stonewalled me. They're just like, Oh, look who's here. Yeah. Well, good to see you. See you in another year. And like, they were just like so bitter. And I was like, they don't sound like good. I people. think they were, I just don't know. I don't remember what I was like. I really don't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I literally used okay, to like, I used forward. to, I literally used to just like sleep all day and then just like party at night and just stay up all night doing, I have no idea what. So it was like interesting. Were you doing drugs? No. No. Um, so that was that. And then, yeah. So like all of my friends from later, I got kind of close with some of the people on like the, like of the trainers that were there, but that was just, that was your year. So a lot of them were friends with you and that's how we met, but I never got super yeah, close with any of them. And Jeff and those people. Who's Jeff? Graham, were you friends? With? Uh, I don't remember his last oh, name. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bighorn Jeff. I feel like it was Jeff Scott yeah, yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah. He was notorious for having a big hog. Oh, well, he had a lot of confidence. That makes yep. sense. Big dick energy. Because he was just like average looking, like below average, in my opinion. Subjective. I didn't hit on him. Anyways. Okay. So back to all the things you were correcting about. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Rendition of the things you get obsessed with. And yes. Friend group. Um, I disagree with that for those reasons. And I didn't actively seek to be better at it, which is, I think, what usually happens when I go down the rabbit hole. CrossFit. Yes, I really got into that. And if I hadn't hurt myself, I don't like look what I went to the game looking back. <laughs> they weren't as competitive as they are now. Not that I would have made it, That's um, true. but looking That's back true. now, if like, I don't know if you were still doing it and like doing really well in it, I'd be like all about that because I still think it's a great idea. I just got set back so far and was so irritated with how things went down that, and it took me so long before I was able to do the same stuff again, that I had found other things and like, wasn't going to get back into it. What do you mean? If I was still into it, I was into it until like a year ago and you never like came back to. No, like, no, no, not like me coming back me? to join you, but me saying like, I like looking back, don't think I was like crazy obsessed with it in like a, this is Rob's current affliction thing. This is oh, like, if okay. I was still doing yeah. it, it's not like I'd be like, Oh, what a weird thing to be doing. Like rowing. Maybe. But CrossFit, okay, I rowing, still find legit. way over the top. You were rowing like two to three times a day. You bought a rower. You lost 
a lot of mm-hmm. weight. You looked super gaunt. It's all you did. Was okay, row. I bought I bought an erg after I stopped competitively rowing because I still liked it for training. I never bought one while I was doing it. I mean, my ex had one, so maybe that's why. Um, yeah. Yeah, I got super into that because I was behind the curve because a lot of the people from around here rode in high school, so they were already ahead of the game. So if they were like as strong as me and had the same amount of fitness, which like a few of them like definitely did, but they just came from like backgrounds where they didn't do a lot of weight training. They were just like good at rowing. Um, they could just out technique the shit out of me and I was so irritated by it. Um, so I just, but you probably learned a bunch about technique on YouTube videos and reading like you yeah, do. Yeah. And I'll, yeah. A month into it. No, well, not a month into it. My, after my first novice season, like within months of that, I was trying to figure out how like the best people were competing at indoors and criticizing all the coaching techniques I had heard before, not like criticizing my coaches and thinking they were bad at all, but wondering like, why didn't we do this? Why didn't we learn things this way? And this is me trying not to like offend people. I'm sure they like were doing everything the way they should. And I was just too competitive to like think that that was enough. I don't fucking know. What, but what's like, I was also in the novice rowing with you. I joined novice rowing. I probably made you come out with me because I think I decided that if I was going to be in school still, I was going to make more friends or learn something new. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's go learn how to row. So I went to rowing and you came too because you like athletics. Actual sports. Is there defensiveness in rowing? No, rowing's no. not a sport. It's a competition. Right. It's a race. It's a race. It's a race. Yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, I'm done. Three, three, four months of getting up at 3.45 a.m. and being on the water by 4.45 or whatever we yeah. did for some voluntary reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, bye. And then you stayed. Why? Why is that? Because I like, why did I not stay? Why did you I, stay? Honestly, that's just maybe just a difference in like our brains. I don't know. Commitment, commitment to things. Uh, no, because I think I probably struggle with commitment the same amount as you, but I for some reason that. in my own head, what's more important is finding something that I'm good at and sticking with it enough that it allows me to branch out into other things later. There's like a whole game plan behind okay, it. Okay. So but what did being obsessed with rowing allow you to branch out into later coaching? Well, I didn't stick with it long enough to like get to that point. That was the problem. Okay. Um, no, it wouldn't be into coaching, but like, um, so, you know, kin degree interested in like human movement kind of stuff. I, be- while I was rowing, applied for a job as, um, uh, like an assistant, something physiologist at rowing Canada to work with, uh, women's rowing teams. And. Oh, you would have liked that. I w- yeah. I would have loved it. Um, <laughs> but the fact that I was currently rowing and had met rowers on the national team was like a good in for that. It just didn't like work out because obviously they had someone who had way better credentials at the time because I was still on my oh, master's. So you're more strategic and in the networking realm of things than I would ever probably peg you I think, for. well, yeah, I think that's, that's just like part of what goes on in my own head. Yeah. And I like, I saw progress when I first started. And went from someone who hadn't done it before to like doing really well. It's not like a huge thing in like the world of novice rowing in Ontario to win like a gold medal at the novice OUAs. But doing but that was did. like probably, that's, I think that's literally <laughs> the only first place trophy I've won since I was six years old. And we won uh, a local, we won our like age group in the Chatham uh, soccer league. Was that the same competition or tournament? I don't even remember what it's called. Regatta that um, 
I have a picture of like hoisting you up, and I was like, "Go, best friend!" Or something. Yeah, yeah, I like, think that was at it. the time you guys won. Probably. Fun. Yeah. Even then, you were still falling asleep in large groups in the middle of the day. Well, that's because rowing makes you get up so early, and I'm a night person. That was tough. I yeah. know. Okay, so then you segued into the temple of yoga, and then photography, yeah, so and now you. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I keep circle going back. And yoga. All my we're hitting claims. yoga now. Um, okay. I was rowing and looking for. How did this? How did this work? How did I meet Liz? Work. How did I meet Liz? <laughs> Fuck. Um, I. Wow. Just so you know what you're thinking, because I'm going to interrupt your thought process and that's not sure. going to help. Ali said, I like it. Who did it? Ella. Oh, nice. I thought you would have told her it was me. Well, I thought she would have assumed like, duh. Oh, I don't know. Um, I, at some point must've gone to do a yoga class or had heard something good about it. I don't know if I was dating my ex at the time who would have like maybe talked about it. So anyway, oh, went maybe. to a class somewhere. I have no idea how true any of this is and ended up at some point. Well, that's good because you're trying to correct my No, but I still will because at some point true. I met this girl, Liz, who was a teacher at a yoga studio that was a four minute walk from my apartment. And is that yoga studio still hers? No, she didn't. She didn't hers. own it, but the owner at the time does not own it anymore. Um, okay. A lot of local drama in that. And so. Right. There always is with yoga studios. Yeah. Yogis are the least yogi people in the world on average. <laughs> oh, that's a whole other episode. That honestly probably is. Um, so at some point she was just like, oh, well, like, I'm pretty sure they're hiring someone just to work at the desk. And like, she had worked at the desk too. And just like, yeah, I just like get some of my paperwork done for my other business, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, that sounds all right. So she just got me hooked up with a job to just clean the studio, open and close random times, and then just sit at the desk and check people in. And I could bring my laptop, work on my master's stuff or like go down the rabbit hole on something else. And it paid pretty well. So that's what I was doing. And then, yeah, we there they did some online Instagram competition. And so I was like helping with it by like doing certain poses and posting funny photos of it, but they weren't good. Like it wasn't good posing or anything. And I was only doing a class like every like week or two. And that was it. All of a sudden it became like Rob's obsessed with yoga. That's all it was. I just worked there. Well, you worked a lot, I think, and then you segued into the next boat sure. job. But at the time, I didn't. It's not like I was like, "Oh, yeah, that's it. I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to teach meditation. I'm going to become like Tony Robbins." Um, it, I don't know. It just yeah, I know. I think that usually there's just like one focal point in your yeah. day. So that was not it, but that was a great job. And then another guy I met there worked down at the boat docks. And he had, he had, he had, <laughs> People are gonna be so he, he had left by then, but he was working there before. And I was talking to you maybe, right? Of are you course, the one that I, I put that in my head? I speak very highly of the boat docks. I loved my time there and I always want to go back. Yeah. Well, you know, fishermen have a way of speaking that other fishermen really understand. <laughs> yeah. And then I ended up, I ended up there and I don't know if I really, I don't know if I really got obsessed with that though. Is fishing a sport? <laughs> fishing? Oh, my God. No, it's not quite on the level of golf, but since neither are sports, I don't know. I don't know what you would call fishing. I just got the 10-minute warning. Okay, that's fine. We'll wrap it up. I have 6% battery left on my camera, so we might get it's a, not because of, an abrupt ending. not because of, like, oh, we have to hang out. It's because he's politely and 
kindly cooking me dinner. Like oh, always. No, does. absolutely. Blue. So He's a great guy. Dinner will be ready in 10 okay. minutes. I'm literally um, on 5% now. So we're going to not even have a sign off. It's just going to end at some point. Great. Okay. Well, I would like to continue to talk about your boathouse and now photography. Yes. How, how and why? Oh, I guess the boathouse and all the photo opportunities that it presented was like the catapult for your photography I love or where did the photography interest stem from? I can't actually It was remember. an outlet for it, but it wasn't what started it. I started getting more into that. Um, r- oh man, maybe right before I first went down to the docks. Can we just have like, I don't ever know if I'm using this term yes. right. So tell me if I'm not, but disclaimer yeah. somewhere in here, that boat dock is a code for the actual place that you worked and not even closely related to what the industry is. I mean, does disclaimer work there? It's and sure. You can, you, can, you can say what you want to say about my time by the river. Um, but I will <laughs> not because I've seen a lot of fishermen go missing and <laughs> stop collecting their checks because they did things that weren't affiliated with, oceanography and the related topics so i'm just no, covering my ass affiliated but it wasn't on the right wavelength as how the fishermen like to be regarded <laughs> yeah somebody somebody fucked up by being associated with somebody who fucked up is what i hear and yeah. i almost said on brand and i stopped because i think that was a dead giveaway i have no idea what that that phrase is yeah, well, you can take that out here. But anyways, uh, I just assume that anything I say that's annoying or relevant, you'll just edit out. And I don't know what that means in terms of time commitment or difficulty because the technical production of this podcast is not what I bring to the table. Sure. The desire to talk about anything and everything, mostly unfiltered, yes. is what I bring to the table. I but I also think that I do have the ability and desire to share things when we get to the point where that is possible because I did share one story and people seemed interested of us recording yeah. and that was a while there ago and that was a flop what was us recording well the previous oh two yeah sessions, yeah yeah yes. if at first you don't succeed right try 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 again yep. i think that might be an Aaliyah song yeah, she is not with us anymore so i don't really know what to do about <laughs> I can't that believe you know her i just know the stories and she dated r kelly and danny was watching the whole r kelly marathon on netflix oh i want to watch and that then- <laughs> did you ever watch save the last dance yeah, it's more like. You did? Yeah. Oh, no, I mean I mean The Last Dance with Michael Jordan. Oh, fuck, and I just went back to save The Last Dance? <laughs> Me too, because that's what I called oh, it. Oh, my God. The Last Dance with Michael Jordan? No, I will watch it at some point, but like. <laughs> you just started dancing. No, I started showing like Julia Stiles how to vibe. Yeah, yeah, I remember the scene dearly. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. Apologies to sports people. I don't have a huge interest in watching it because... Right. I get I know, the overall impression of it. It was like he was crazy obsessed and a lot of crazy shit happened. And like the drive to win with him and the team and the owners and the coaches was like crazy, okay, blah, blah, blah. Okay. But there's so many reasons why you should watch it and why I'm surprised you're not interested in A, like Brent said, the production of it is awesome. Mm-hmm. It just keeps you very um, engaged and interested. Yes. And B, you get obsessed with yep. things and like to be really good yep. at them. So like, I feel like you would relate and understand and just like appreciate his art and work ethic. Yeah. Or I mean, those are different things, but I just go like hide in the basement because he actually succeeded doing it and I'm trying a thousand different outlets and not really connecting with any of them. So it might be like kind of disheartening. What do you mean? You're a fantastic photographer. Oh, I don't know. Like 
exactly how serious I was on that. I wouldn't watch it, not watch it because of that. Um, no, photography might be the way, might be where I can like carve out a bit of a career. We'll see. I don't know. I will watch it and it mainly for, to see and how it's, how it was edited and produced. Sorry, we got off track. I'm on I actually 0%. wanted to know what you were going to say about, what you were going to say about Danny and the, you said she was watching the Kelly thing and you were going to say something funny. We were talking. Oh about yeah, the, yeah. We were listening to the radio and we were cleaning the house one day and, uh, um, uh, thrift shop came on and the part about like by Macklemore yeah and there's something about like uh, smells like R. Kelly's jeans and he's like piss and then she's like oh now I get it and it was just the greatest moment ever oh I've just never seen realize. the documentary and I don't get it does, does, does he like to pee on yeah, people yeah that's like a huge part of it oh well I've never watched it I'll have to watch it I did we thought about watching it on the weekend but I was scared that like that type of thing makes me <sighs> depressed and I just like to live happy lives yeah but um, perhaps we should have some sort of sign off in case it does. You work. know, a, th a stupid thing I just learned about the program I'm using is that it told me battery number one went to zero and now it's at 99% on battery number two. So for some um, reason, some yeah. internet coding person couldn't stack the two battery percentages on each other. Um, so you actually have a hundred percent. Yeah. We have another 70 minutes. If you want to oh, keep good. rambling. Nick will be happy to hear that. <laughs> I know. How um, many minutes do we have? <laughs> Oh, okay. That's enough. Did you hear? Yeah, three minutes. Two minutes wow, of talking, one minute of sign off. I guess it's because I have my noise canceling headphones, so he sounds quieter to me than he would to you. Yeah, yeah. Your mic's probably just picking it up pretty well. You probably have more echo in there than my room full of blankets. Is this our sign off? <laughs> a, a sad face? A pouting just, face? No, just, no, just like a, the first moment of like absolute silence that we've had. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I actually was thinking today about how the whole sentiment was to be muted to amplify other people's voices, um, like to amplify black people's voices, I guess, is mm -hmm. the intent. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm listening and I'm learning, but I'm definitely not muted because I don't know how to mute. <laughs> that's not yeah. something I actively participate in. No, that's fair. Um, so we, why is that funny? I just like, you started to like bring the topic up again. And I just felt like all these words just like bubbling up to the surface. Like I just like shotgun to Mickey. Like you have things to say. Yeah. Also for the record, nobody would ever shotgun to Mickey. You just chug <laughs> it. Sport, sports and drinking stuff. I'm good at. Also, do people ever chug a Mickey and live to talk about it? I feel like that's like a fatal. Mickey, yeah. No, a Mickey's the equivalent of what, like. 12 or 13 shots. Yeah, but that's like, that's definitely hospitalization territory. Oh, no, you don't have those friends that tell you about the times they like almost finished the Twixer. <laughs> of course I have those friends. I'm from Sarnia. Honestly, I only uh, believe two or three of them ever did. My high school boyfriend was, was and I mean, arguably still is to this day, the biggest partier. And he, on, I think on his 24th birthday, he wanted to drink 24 beers or maybe it was like his 21st birthday. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. We were camping and then he accomplished it probably throughout the day. And he kept singing Ao for Teo 24 beers because they call him Theo mm -hmm. and that turned into Teo. Mm -hmm. So Ao for Teo 24 beers. And that is one of the reasons we are not dating. <laughs> Good. Good for you. That's bad. Um, okay, so we know each other. <laughs> I'm so bad at this. We know each other from university. We moved to Ottawa to this is my my understanding of our how our relationship 
best friendship blossomed. Mm-hmm. Um, we both started our masters at Ottawa U and we were the only two, like we knew of each other and no one else. Like, did you know anybody else in Ottawa? Well, you and Kelsey and maybe even Jen all recognized me. Right. So you right. knew sort of of who I was and I kind of went like, I think I maybe know them, but you were the one I was like, Oh, Jesse. Yeah. Thank you. I think, um, (laughs) but when we moved to Ottawa and did our orientation day, it was like a scavenger hunt Mm -hmm. to get to know the other people in your program, which is super juvenile for grad students. Come on. And we were in the same scavenger hunt group, maybe voluntarily. And we went around and took pictures of all the things on the list. And then circle back, circle back, circle back. This was a right to play thing through Jared. Scavenger hunt. Uh, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, that's a different day. No. The yeah. first day, the orientation day, we had to go around and do a list of things on campus to take pictures of. I have photos of that. The right to play one, we probably so. ripped off the scavenger hunt. Yeah, that was when you went around Ottawa in a diaper. Yeah, isn't that the only time I've... A diaper... Wasn't it like booty shorts? Come on, Sorry, something? I think it was just tiny whities now that yeah, I think about something, it. Something's no, for sure, that was a different day because the day that we did the scavenger hunt, I'll sh- send you pictures. Okay. It was like, that was just like a icebreaker to get to know your um, peers. The right to play was, was a fundraiser for right to play, obviously. And yep. we, you did everything in tidy whities to be funny. I don't know. You're we had, weird. Jared brought a box of outfits and we all had to pick one. Yeah. And, and I like I would have I probably I would have still voluntarily worn it, but I think it was also the last thing, so I just took it, but like it didn't bother me. It was fun. And yes, okay, I did so give you a lap dance in the entrance to the mall. I, I don't know if it was a scavenger hunt day from orientation of like the first or second day of school, but then there was some class and Brent was sitting behind us. Mm-hmm. And I think we had already established that you and I were going to be friends because we're both from Western and I'm from Sarnia and you're from Chatham and they're small towns near each other. And somehow that makes us eligible to be good friends. Um, And Brent said that he just sat there being like, these people are all friends. They seem cool. I'm just going to wait here after class until someone invites me to something. Well, you're just talking about going to a movie. (laughs) Yeah. And then obviously I turned around and was like, hey, I'm Jesse. What are you doing later? (laughs) You want to come to the movies with us? Because that's what... 21 year olds do I guess is go to mm-hmm. the movies and then we all went to the movies and you had a crush on my friend yeah and she turned out to be a bit loopy oh I didn't think that's how we're gonna finish that word what were you both did, yeah what did you think I was gonna say Ch- Ch- <laughs> <laughs> you just definitely didn't get that oh my god that's fantastic I'll let you I'm play bit- that back when I put it together and you'll be like oh a bitch, huh? Yeah, there you go. Oh, <laughs> there it is. Nice. <laughs> wow, that is pathetic. I thought you were saying like a bit childish, a bit chubby. Like I don't know. Oh gosh, I'm embarrassed. Wow, yeah, you're just five shots at this girl right now. Oh no. Well, I mean, I wouldn't call her chubby, but childish or more like mentally unwell. Sorry to all the mentally, <laughs> all the people that struggle mentally. Um, okay, but. <laughs> Kels and I both knew each other from Western too, mm-hmm. but Kels ha- is from London. So she had never lived with roommates. She always lived with her parents. So yeah. when she moved to West or to Ottawa U for grad school, she and I were roomies. And that was funny because we're very different people, but mm-hmm. um, she, we were looking for student housing and she, we, I found this, or my, my mom maybe found this house that was on sabbatical homes for a professor going on sabbatical for 10 months. And mm-hmm. it was, 
beautiful because he was a professor and like a GP and doctor or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think he was a professor at the med school. So we got a really nice house and it was three stories and it came with a dog, long story short, because he was going on sabbatical in England and couldn't bring the dog uh, without quarantining it or something. Who knew that was even a thing? Now that I know what the word quarantine, like it has a whole different meaning. It's weird to me that the dog would have had to do that. Uh, anyways, we had a ball in house that we could always host pre-drinks and parties at. And you would come with Brent, yep. our movie friend, and Jared, yep. mm-hmm. our friend with a lot of feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we all became best friends. And there was some interest in that other friend that I didn't live with in first year. Yes. But Kelsey and I then decided we would live with her. The yep. three of us lived together. Mm-hmm. She turned out to not enjoy living with us and moved out yep. uh, without any notice. And then Rob moved in. Yep. And Rob was my roommate. There you go. And my rowing partner. Yep. And my master's peer, if that's what you want to call it. Sure. And my CrossFit buddy. Yep. And best friend. Yep. <laughs> Say that we with a little more enthousi- enthusiasm. No, that would be inauthentic of me. And we hung out all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I think after rowing, you got a girlfriend. And then you hung out yes. with her all the time. And she sucked. Uh, I didn't hang out with her all the time, but I lived with her and we rowed twice a day. So that's that all life. the time. That was, yeah, yeah. But it's not like I, it's not like I was one of those guys who got a girlfriend and just disappeared. Well, yes, that's exactly what you did. No, but not disappear. Okay, come on. Not disappeared. If you took rowing out of it, it wouldn't have happened. That's what I mean. Rowing well, made me disappear. that's a silly hypothetical. No, it's not. No, that's okay, a very well, important distinction. Well, you dated a rower and all you guys did was row and hang out with each other. All we did is row. <laughs> and we were in the same places together because we were both rowers on different teams. And then yes. where did it go from there? So you you moved out of Delta Delaware in with the rower and then you moved to London yep. for a hot minute? Yeah, we moved in together for two weeks and then we broke up <laughs> and she stayed in the apartment and I moved to London for the winter. What did you do there? Athletes camp? Yes. Mm. Yeah. So I was working remotely and just training from the club there. Right. Still in the rowing Because I didn't need chain. to be in Ottawa to do the winter training with them. So I just figured, well, why not be closer to home and just, you know, live a little more cheaply and figure out what I want to do. Yeah. So, but you were probably pretty lonely in London, eh? Um, maybe a bit, but that's when I first, that's when I was really getting into photography. That's when it was. Hmm. So I was like going out a lot and just like trying to learn things from home. And I actually really liked it cause I like to be on my own. So it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Well, fast forward to present day and now you yeah. live in Quebec Yeah. and work at the boat dock yeah. remotely right now. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You're back. No, I'm down there too You're a back. little bit. Yeah. Is yeah. it still only two people at once? Uh, no, it's, uh, there were six the other day, um, because we thought that today was going to be the day that we let people bring their boats right up to the dock instead of having to just do everything's online. Um, so they canceled that last minute. So for another week, it's not open. Um, so we're back to just, uh, dealing with some online stuff in the meantime. Yeah. We're waiting for, for the go ahead. Online fish. uh, Yeah. Fish orders. Yeah. Plenty of fish. We need, uh, plenty we need of fish. We need Doug Ford to give us the all all clear before we can. Yeah, fully we're reopen. still only at five people, right? Five people. Gatherings of five people. No, I think it's ten. It went up to ten. So long as it's between two households or something like that. I can yeah. run my bike 
With two households and 10 people. If, if you got a whole family to come out, yes, but then you have to keep the distance. What do you mean? Well, how do you keep two meters apart on a bike? Oh, it's family. So you just have to keep the two families apart from each other. Yeah. And they can be on both sides of the bike. You but just do they have, have to You would be, have to plexiglass it so that you're not. I know. I've been looking at that. Them. But do they have yeah. to be um, uh, six By the feet? way, you're, for the 10 people who don't know us who might stumble upon this, you have a party bike, <laughs> which is 12 to 15 people, depending on who's actually doing work. And it's like a, 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 a pub on wheels in a sense. Am I saying the wrong things to describe it? No, you're, you nailed okay, it, great. honestly. We'll get into it later, but just so people know when you say like, oh, I'm going to have two families on my bike. Great. <laughs> I guess that's fair context. Right, keep going. Uh, um, no, but okay, my question is, and you might not know the answer because I feel like everything is clear as mud right now, but um, if you have two families, you have to keep the two families uh, six feet apart from each other, but do you have to keep them six feet apart from each other if everybody's wearing a mask? Does oh. that void the six feet apart rule? Um. No, uh, hot debate. Um, but no. Why no. is that a hot so, debate? Like people think it should. De- <laughs> um, no, it's not a hot debate. It's just it's just me versus the world on that one. On like, saying that if, if you're keep if you're keeping your distance, then just like let yourself breathe, take a layer away. Um, I think it actually <laughs> your since your two families can interact fully with each other. I think the only thing is that you can't come in contact with either family, but they could sit on the same side of the bike if they wanted to. Because technically they're only being with the other family or isolated at home. Okay. So it's only – you're the only person that has to keep yourself away from them. So, so I just need plexiglass between the driving seat and me, and then I just need to not walk through the middle ever when they're on the bike. Like I get on the bike, sit behind the plexiglass, drive, yep. and they are on each side. And then no one needs plexiglass in between Ex- them? Yeah, they don't need it between them. They can have full open exterior, yeah. I mean, and it's an open need... air moving vehicle. How yeah. likely is it that they're going to like breathe into each other's mouths? Depends who you ask these days. I don't know. It's as contentious as today is. You can probably just cut little holes to like serve drinks and stuff though, right? That's I don't all serve you drinks on it. You don't have any kind of refreshments in general? Well, yeah, I guess not alcohol. I know you can't do alcohol yet, but like, yeah. Kombucha. Nick's been brewing uh, his own kombucha and it's friggin' good. There you go. You could probably do that. We're yeah. going to have any brewing beer. We're going to have Thirsty Brew, Thirsty Peddler, Thirsty Booch, yep. Thirsty yep. Packages. Yeah. Oh, wow. To Thirsty Empire. That's a no, spicy one. boy packages. Like, I was thinking that since we have Thirsty Peddler local cocktail kits, don't you think Thirsty Peddler and Thirsty Packages make sense, or is that just silly? Um, I I like it. I think it's it Ooh, one, like, I don't mind convincing. it. No, but, like, the main reason I like it is because... It means it's, boys dick. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the Sofa King, right? It's like good, it's good marketing in that sense. You think Sofa King is good because it sounds like so <laughs> so fucking? Yeah, I think it's fantastic. I don't even that doesn't even cross my mind with Sofa King. Really? And it didn't cross my mind with thirsty packages. I've said Sofa it like King, seven Sofa times. Sofa King, but good written on the side tech. of every truck. Oh, is that what? What it, other that, like like couch related business do you know of? I don't know. And like, you don't like, even know anything about bad, them, but like, you know the, the name, so you probably look it up. Bad Boys, The Brick, Lowe's. Yes. Lowe's does, isn't the same thing. That's hardware, isn't it? Uh, I, I don't know, but good for us. We've been talking yeah. about hardware and sports. I'm really manning up these days. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, I have to go because my significant other is eating without me. Absolutely. Are you, you eating without me? Hmm? You're eating without me. Oh, man. 
Okay. Let's <laughs> <laughs> well, how are we signing out? I wanted to do a cool sign out and a cool sign oh. in and you said no to both. I don't think I like that idea. Every time I say something or uh, often when I say things, you go, oh, it's like, oh, is this what we're going to talk about or is this what we're going to do? I'm a man who doesn't like to be inconvenienced, I think. I don't yeah. know. I feel like producing this podcast three times is inconvenient. It's, it, to, I mean, to be honest, yeah, it's inconvenient for both of us, but it's still, it's good experience because I'm trying to figure shit out. And we um, get to hang out. Yeah, sure. We can we can come up with some way to, to sign off on things in general. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. A lot of people do it and it just like annoys me. So that's the only reason I think I sighed was like, I don't want to be like everybody else. What's in small can. town, Sarnia or Chatham we could do at the end? Um, I don't know. We hook up with each other's friends. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> that's. I knew you were going to say something funny, but yeah. that we couldn't actually do. wasn't yeah, sure what it was going to be. Um, okay, well, I guess we'll just talk yep, to you later. Yeah, I'll be hooking up with one of your friends. <laughs> I got to go. Okay, are you going to come out here this weekend to look at your bike? Uh, yeah, let's figure that Motors- out. Motorized bicycle, not party bike? I don't think people are going to get that wrong. Okay. They don't think everybody owns a party bike. Here's hoping that this is true. Yes. Here's hey, hoping. I know how we can sign out. How? Odin. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Come here. We had a big conversation about how Rob doesn't think you're athletic last week, but it's not on the podcast. I asked him to come to the left. He came to the right. Okay, bye. Yep. Smooches for Rob. <laughs> He's mad from what you said. What did I say? That he was unathletic? And dopey looking. He, he's the fucking Phil Mickelson of dogs. Oh, I think he's the black beauty. Bitch. <laughs> Nicely done. Okay. I'll talk to you later, friend. Oh, literally mic dropped after I said that off of there my, you go. That's perfect. my stack of books. Okay, well, yeah, we'll touch base to see when we can hang out again. In real life or okay, on on the Zoom. Sayonara. Bye friend. <laughs>